Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. 43 degrees rain this Friday, January 6th. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Everyone's really nice to everybody. So the fact that this is happening is crazy. Two Newark, New Jersey police officers stabbed the suspects in custody. New York City hospitals have begun to shift patients as an impending nurse's strike looms. President Biden says the U.S. will immediately begin turning away illegal immigrants from Nicaragua, Cuba, and Haiti at the U.S.-Mexico border. Well, there's a possible deal on the table which may give Kevin McCarthy the votes he needs to become Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. Buffalo Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin's first question when he awoke following his cardiac arrest, who won the game? Two Newark, New Jersey police officers responding to a domestic violence call on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard last night stabbed. Both officers are in stable condition at University Hospital this morning. A witness spoke to CBS News. Everyone's really nice to everybody. So the fact that this is happening is crazy because I've never had any issues. A suspect was taken into custody at the scene without any further incident. He has been charged, according to police, with attempted murder. The stabbing remains under investigation. A few other details have been released so far. The two officers, though, are expected to make a full recovery. The clock is ticking as a major strike by New York City nurses is looming. It could come as of Monday. Three out of eight hospitals have reached contract agreements with the nurses' union. The union announced agreements with Maimonides and Richmond University Medical Center on Thursday. A tentative deal was also previously reached with New York Presbyterian. Negotiations continue with five more hospitals as nurses push for improved working conditions. One issue is staffing levels. Here's what one nurse had to say. Nurses come in here, they stay a few weeks, a few months, and they leave because the conditions are so difficult. Also at issue, safety, pay raises, and other benefits. Affected hospitals are taking drastic planning measures. A memo outlines a series of steps, uh, diverting ambulances, canceling elective uh, elective surgeries, transferring some patients, and uh, discharging as many patients as appropriate. President Joe Biden said on Thursday the U.S. would immediately start turning away Cubans, Haitians, and Nicaraguans who crossed the border from Mexico illegally. It's the president's boldest move yet to confront the record number of migrants that are crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. Biden made the announcement just days before Sunday's planned visit to El Paso, Texas. On Sunday, his first trip to the southern border as president, and from there he will travel on to Mexico City to meet with North American leaders on Monday and Tuesday. We have a big agenda that ranges from the climate crisis to economic development and other issues. But one important part of that agenda is strengthening our border between our nations. Homeland Security officials said they would begin denying asylum to those who 
circumvent legal pathways and do not first ask for asylum in the country as they travel through en route to the U.S. After 11 failed votes, there is no Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives just yet. California Republican Congressman Kevin McCarthy, though maybe nearing the 218 votes he needs, some progress has been reported. But 20 naysayers, the Never Kevin group, are holding things up. Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona stayed strong in his resolve to vote against McCarthy, speaking against those who have criticized him. You know what it is? It's not dysfunction and it's not imperiling. What it is is the exchange of ideas, an expression of support for people you want to be your leader in the next Congress. Meanwhile, Florida Representative Matt Gates threw out yet another new name in the fold yesterday. Gates. Donald John Trump. <laughs> Agreement may not come today. Some Republican members can't be in town today or over the weekend. Doctors at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center said Thursday that Buffalo Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, has made substantial progress in the last 24 hours. The first thing Hamlin wrote as he is still intubated was, who won Monday night's game against the Cincinnati Bengals? The NFL says the unconcluded game will not be rescheduled. And here's what Bill's coach, Sean McDermott, had to say. It's amazing to, to know the impact that this has had on um, so many of so many people and for now DeMar to be awake and <clears throat> his mom to be able to share that with him is it's incredible. When he asked, did we win? The answer is yes, DeMar, you won the game of life. Doctors also said it appears Hamlin's neurological condition and function are intact despite still being critically ill. Hamlin collapsed on the field Monday night after suffering cardiac arrest. Former New York Giant, Kansas City Chief running back at Peyton Hillis, reportedly in critical condition after rescuing his children from drowning. Sidelines Arkansas reported that Hillis, a four-year player at the University of Arkansas, saved his kids from the ocean. Peyton's uncle Greg said the seven-year NFL veteran is doing better, but also has a battle to endure. Well, 10 people hurt down in Miami, Florida, and four are in critical condition this morning following a shooting outside of a Miami Gardens restaurant last night. Now, this shooting may have involved rappers French Montana and Rob 49 as the two were recording a music video in that area. According to WFOR-TV, Miami Gardens cops responded to the shooting outside the Licking restaurant just before 8 o'clock where they found multiple victims. Said Mogul, a witness, spoke to CBS News Miami. So we did what was logical. We took cover, too. We ducked down to cover um, people started running. Um, some people was running by with blood on their shirt. Some people was crying on the ground asking for help. Um, There's nothing you can do after, you know, people, I just feel sad for them that they're on the floor crying. A witness to the shooting told WFOR-TV that it happened during rapper French Montana's music video, which was being recorded right near that restaurant. The witness recalled hearing 10 to 15 gunshots before seeing people run chaotically. Mexican capo Ovidio Guzman. He's the son of incarcerated kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. He has been arrested by Mexican authorities. Sinaloa cartel capo Ovidio Guzman, known as El Raton or the Mouse, was detained Thursday by the Army and National Guard. The Mexican Defense Secretary Luis Crescencio Sandoval announced the arrest during a news conference. The arrest came during a night of violence that paralyzed the Sinaloan city 
of Kulikan on Thursday, according to city officials. Residents were warned to remain inside after cartel members carjacked residents and set vehicles ablaze. They blocked exits to several cities in western Mexico. The explosion of violence believed to be linked to Mr. Guzman's arrest. El Chapo, Guzman's father, is held at a maximum security prison in the United States following the drug kingpin's conviction in Brooklyn Federal Court. Well, more now on the House deadlock. Day four of the deadlock as members of the House of Representatives try to agree on a new House Speaker. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy is still without enough votes to become Speaker. The House adjourned last night and will reconvene at noon today. A group of about 20 hardline Republicans is opposed to McCarthy's candidacy, arguing the party needs a new direction. Every speaker since 1923 has been elected after just one vote. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. And a day after calling Donald Trump's support for Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House said, Representative-elect Matt Gates of Florida voted for the former president and current White House candidate on the 7th and 8th ballots as lawmakers struggled to break the three-day deadlock now in its fourth day. Russian President Vladimir Putin Thursday ordered a temporary ceasefire in Ukraine on Orthodox Christmas, celebrated this week by both countries, according to the Kremlin. This is the first time Russia introduced a full ceasefire in Ukraine since the launch of the offensive back on February 24th of last year. Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Patrick Ryder spoke during a press conference. Understandably, I think that there's significant skepticism both here in the U.S. and uh, around the world right now, given Russia's uh, long track record of propaganda, disinformation, and its relentless attacks against uh, Ukrainian cities and, and civilians. The ceasefire ends on the 7th. The announcement comes following a request for a ceasefire during the Religious holiday from Russia's 76-year-old Orthodox leader, Patriarch Kirill. President Joe Biden's first visit to the southern border is marred with controversy. It is not clear if he will meet with Border Patrol agents or if he will address or even apologize for a false claim he made in 2021 when he accused border agents of having strapped Haitian migrants. Brando Judd is president of the National Border Patrol Council, and he spoke to Fox. Based upon what Secretary Mayorkas just said, it's not going to be a good reception, and it shouldn't be a good reception. When you hear rhetoric that the border is not open, when all of the evidence clearly shows that the border is wide open, um, you can't expect Border Patrol agents to be happy about what this administration is currently doing. Biden said on Thursday that he will visit El Paso, Texas, where many migrants have flooded that town and been sent to New York City. Biden is expected to address and assess border enforcement operations and meet with local elected officials as well as community leaders. He made the announcement during a White House speech in which he unveiled a new slew of measures, including an expanded parole program and a plan to increase returns to Mexico to deal with the ongoing crisis. More details now have been unveiled about that tragic killing of seven family members in Enoch, Utah, south of Salt Lake City. Police say a 42-year-old man shot and killed seven family members, including five children, before turning the weapon on himself. Officers were called to the home on a welfare check after family and friends reported not hearing from the victims. Rob Dotson, Enoch City Manager, speaking during a press conference. Once determined Michael's home address was in Enoch City, the missing persons report was passed to Enoch City officers, at which point um, the welfare check to locate Tasha became an effort to find the entire family. 
Evidence found during the investigation does suggest that the suspect, 42-year-old Michael Haight, took his own life after killing seven others in that home. Now heading to Hawaii. Well, Hawaii's Kilauea volcano, it has begun erupting inside its summit crater. Again, the eruption comes less than a month after its larger neighbor, Mauna Loa, stopped releasing lava. The Hawaiian Volcano Observatory detected a glow in webcam images indicating that the volcano had begun erupting inside a crater at the summit, Caldera. It is Hawaii's most active volcano, last erupted for some 16 months. Uh, luckily, it is in a national park and away from residential communities. 77 WABC News Time, 515. All right, Justin Ellick, it's his favorite day, yes. Friday. <laughs> he has your sports update. Thank you very much. Happy Friday indeed. We begin here on the ice. Well, that's all we really had last night was ice hockey action. The Rangers, they beat the Canadians in Montreal by a score of 4-1 to win their third straight and improved to 11-2-1 in their past 14 games. And after a scoreless first, Blue Shirts came out firing in the second with three goals in under six minutes. Kicked off with this short-handed Gino from Chris Kreider, who broke away. Kowski out to Drouin. Jonathan Drouin moves in. Dadanoff for the shot to save by Halak. Kowski broke it up. Here comes Kreider. Kreider on the breakaway. Kreider to the net. He scores! You did it again. Speaking of those, or uh, excuse me, that call courtesy of MSG, Philip Hedel would add two of the three subsequent scores for the Rangers who get set to make the short trip to New Jersey next to face off with the Devils tomorrow afternoon. Speaking of those very Devils, they fell at home last night to the St. Louis Blues, 5-3 to three being your final score. Des made this one exciting late with Nico Heischer scoring on a two-man advantage with just under eight minutes to play uh, to play to pull within one, but the Blues would ultimately prevail to hand New Jersey their 10th loss at home this season. And the Islanders, they were in action as well, but... They weren't lucky. They lose four to two to the Oilers up in Edmonton. Moved to one and two in their on their current four game road trip. One bright spot for the Isles was Matthew Barzell lit the lamp yet again to improve his scoring streak to five straight games. Ilya Sorokin also did his part in net, registering thirty four stops before night's end. And the Islanders will be right back on the saddle tonight in Calgary to conclude the road trip. That puck drop against the Flames is set for nine p.m. Eastern time. And looking ahead to uh, local action tonight on the hardwood. We have the Knicks out in Toronto against the Raptors at 7.30 p.m. tonight. And the Nets, they'll be out in New Orleans against the Pelicans at 7.30 as well. And, of course, looking ahead to football this weekend, Week 18, we wrap up the NFL season. The Jets, they're two-point underdogs in Miami against the Dolphins at 1 p.m. on Sunday. And the Giants are 14-point underdogs in Philadelphia against the Eagles at 4.25. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. 72 million lethal Doses of fentanyl were seized in New York State last year. This total haul by the Drug Enforcement Administration's New York Division came to 1.9 million fentanyl-laced prescription pills and 1,958 pounds of fentanyl across the state, according to officials. Frank Tarantino heads the DEA's local office, and he said the haul is three times the population of New York State. Tarantino recently appeared on the Rita Cosby Show. The, the amount of Americans that are dying, it's roughly one person every five minutes. It's 295 people every single day. It's 107,622 people dying last year alone from overdoses and poisonings. And fentanyl is the primary driver behind that. 
And the shocking urine tally comes just days after the New York Post detailed the heartbreaking toll that fentanyl has taken on New Yorkers over the last few years, with the drug accounting for more than 80 percent of the city's overdose deaths. New York City Uber drivers are on another 24-hour strike because the rideshare company is pushing off a scheduled pay raise. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has the story. New York Taxi Workers Alliance founder by Ravi Desai says on top of the rise in the cost of living, maintaining a car is up by 250 percent. 250 percent more for operating an Uber vehicle that drivers are 100 percent responsible for. The pay hikes called for drivers to get more than 7 percent per minute and 23 percent per mile. The pay bump was supposed to go into effect last month, but a judge sided with Uber's legal bid to block it from going into effect. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. Well, New York City public schools will now ban students as well as their teachers from using chat GPT. It's a powerful new AI chatbot tool on the district's networks and devices. Now this moves comes amid growing concerns that this tool could make it easier for students to cheat on assignments. And some also worry that ChatGBT could be used to spread inaccurate information. Doc Williams uh, talked about ChatGBT on his YouTube channel. This is something coming from the team from OpenAI. And ChatGPT allows you to optimize, uh, basically optimizing language models for dialogue. Bottom line, it allows you to chat with AI and will give you answers. And it keeps getting better and better. Jenna Lyle, the deputy press secretary for the New York public school system, said in a statement, due to concerns about negative impacts on student learning and concerns regarding the safety and accuracy of content, access to chat GBT is restricted on New York City public schools, networks, and devices. OpenAI, the artificial intelligence research lab behind the tool, did not immediately respond to a request or comment. Well, less than 24 hours after being sworn in to his third term in office, Connecticut State Representative Quentin Q. Williams of Middletown was tragically killed Thursday morning in a wrong-way fatal crash. Police say that Williams' vehicle burst into flames after being hit on Route 9 in Cromwell by a car traveling in the wrong direction, with hit, which hit him head-on. Williams was pronounced dead at the scene, according to police. State Senator Matt Lesser of Connecticut spoke to reporters about Williams. Uh, I think I speak for everyone in Middletown and um, across the state of Connecticut in just expressing our numbness, our, our shock, our devastation at the news of a loss of a dear friend. The driver of the other vehicle involved in that fatal crash also died in that accident and was identified as 27-year-old committee Mustafa of Manchester. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont directed that state flags be half staff in Williams' honor. The state legislature office building closed on Thursday and all committee meetings were also canceled. A serial subway perv who allegedly exposed himself to five young women throughout New York City, including three teenagers in Brooklyn and Queens, has now been arrested, according to the NYPD. Some eagle-eyed police officers spotted 35-year-old Jose Lopez on the mezzanine of the Newkirk Plaza B&Q train station in Brooklyn. That happened about 12.30 a.m. Wednesday and recognized him from a wanted poster. They took him into custody. Police said he was suspected in a total of seven incidents between February 27th and July 16th of last year. 
Lopez is held. He is now charged with public lewdness. Jersey City Mayor Stephen Fulop surprised many this week when he announced he would not run for the mayoralship again, and he may now be eyeing a run for governor of New Jersey. 77 WABC's Noam Layden reports. When Jersey City Mayor Stephen Fulop announced this week that he would not run again, the guessing game began about what was next. He did not make us wait long. Fulop says yes, he's thinking about running for governor. I can say I'm leaning in that direction. It's going to take a lot of time and organizing and money. And the popular Jersey City mayor says there's a lot to fix in the Garden State. Think about what you pay in property taxes. You know, the governor's made the argument that you get a lot for that money, but I don't think a lot of residents feel that way. For early news, I'm Noam Layden. Well, a new most transmissible yet COVID variant has established dominance in the New York area, fueling rising infection rates across the five boroughs as a homing nurses strike and ongoing concerns about RSV and kids stoke fresh anxiety about the years long pandemic. Omicron descendant XBB 1.5. That's the new strain. It's highly contagious and a different Omicron subvariant. The World Health Organization doesn't have any data to indicate it is more lethal or causes more severe cases, but the rate at which it is spreading, especially in the northeastern U.S., is raising some concerns and questions. The number of people infected with XBB 1.5 has been doubling in the United States about every two weeks, according to the World Health Organization. Well, it looks like Broadway is bouncing back. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. According to the New York Times, last week was the best week for shows since the start of the pandemic. 33 shows took in almost $52 million during the holiday week, which was the most since 2019, while The Lion King grossed $4.3 million. That set a record for a single show in one week. President of the Broadway League, Charlotte St. Martin, is optimistic, adding, quote, we're not back to where we were, but we're doing very well at a time of uncertainty. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. If you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.